Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. All right, welcome in. We are joined by head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera. Ron, you've been here three seconds, and you're already improving our, our production line. You're streamlining. You're, you're getting Quinn on the on the job. Things are working better. Well, the numbers said he should have done that 3.2 seconds. There it is. So there it is. There it is. We were just talking before we went live about how you know, we're not responsible yeah. for our numbers sometimes. We right. get, PFF numbers get weaponized by other people yeah. trying to make a point, and, and you were explaining how, look, it's it's information that's good yeah. to have. It is information good to have. Whether you like the numbers, agree or disagree, um, the truth of the matter is you use those numbers, and, and you use them whether you got to fix things or improve things or know that, hey, you're doing things the right way. Um, you know, I, I have a little saying I like to say, figures lie and liars figure. Um, but the truth of the matter is we need those numbers, and so using them when we get them to our benefit uh, – uh, as far as I'm concerned, is important, and, and I do take advantage of them. You guys made a big splash this offseason, getting Eric Bieniemy yes. as your offensive coordinator, something I know that uh, you're probably fired up about. And yep. I just want to have you talk about the interview process with yes. him, bringing him in, what your expectations are with him. And, you know, it was such a publicized thing of somebody who is so accomplished yes. from what he was able to do in Kansas City. But what are you looking forward to with EB? Well, I'm looking forward to those numbers. Um, there you go. There you go. It was very positive. But, you know, to that point, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's had a lot of success. He's been involved with a lot of success. So right away he has instant credibility with people. He walks into the room and he, he commands their attention. Um, There's just some of the characters I really like of the way he handles himself. I'm looking forward to us changing, you know, some of the things that we did offensively, doing things differently in terms of getting the ball into our playmakers' hands so mm-hmm. they can be more explosive. Um, and, and just finding other ways to do things. And, and you know, I'm very familiar with the system he, he runs because it's very similar to the one that I had when I was involved with Andy Reid when I was on his team, uh, on his staff in Philadelphia. You know, uh, it's got a bit of that West Coast flair to it. Uh, you know, the idea is to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly and into the playmaker's hands. And that's what I'm kind of excited about because I, I really do like who our playmakers are. You know, I think we have really good weapons at, at all the positions as far as tight end, running back, and wide receivers are concerned. You had the uh, the injury to Carson Wentz last season, and then when everybody got healthy, it felt like you were kind of riding the hot hand a little bit at quarterback. Mm-hmm. What went into the decision? What was the determining factor in figuring out who was going to be the starter for the rest of the year? Well, what happened for the most part was, you know, with, with Taylor playing the way he was, things were really rolling nicely. Um, you know, and, and, and then he had a tough game against San Francisco. And, and Carson came in and did some really good things at the end of that game. And I thought, you know, now's a chance to see if he's back. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. 
Um, then going into the, the Dallas game, you know, my decision was, do I go back to Taylor or do, do I go ahead and give Sam Howell that opportunity? My initial thought was, nah, let's wait. You know, I'll play him a lot in the game a little bit later. But then the realization at some point, we got to find out if he can start. Why not now? So that's what we did, and that's why we did it. Um, he came out, played really well, had a good game. We beat Dallas to end the season, you know, on a high. So going forward, you know, I now say he's going to be QB1 to begin with. You know, he's got to come out. He's got to earn the job. He's got to show us that he is more than capable. You know, we're going to try and find some real good competition for him in, in free agency. You know, Taylor's a free agent, but we like Taylor an awful lot. You know, and we've got to go ahead and make sure we, we, we check all the uh, all the prospects that are out there. Yeah, I, was, I was just going to say, a, a tough decision in season, obviously, juggling the quarterbacks, mm -hmm. like you said. And then I'm sure another tough decision just to move on from Carson yes, overall. And, you know, I, I we've, we've talked to some general managers and head coaches before that, you know, talk about, Knowing when to move yeah. on, knowing when to make a tough decision is often what allows you to be the head coach, the decision maker that you need to be. So just how, what, how tough was that going into oh. that, just moving on and just getting to a different point of where you guys are moving at the quarterback position? Yeah, first of all, he's a stand-up guy. I don't think people real, realize or understand what type of a young man he is. He's the right kind of person. Um, it was just very difficult just because of the way things kind of unfolded at the end of the year. And, you know, going forward, giving him an option to get out there before free agency starts so his people can work and finding him the next best fit for him to give him an opportunity to get back on track because he is a heck of a young man and a good football player. You went viral at one point last season for this video of you telling Jeremy Reeves that he was he was making the Pro Bowl and, and his emotional mm -hmm. reaction to that. It, it's so easy from the outside for everybody to kind of talk about players as just salaries or yep. commodities or a roster spot or how much they're worth in trade collateral. How rewarding is like the people part of coaching that we rarely get to see, but is, is moments like that. You know, other than winning and winning the Super Bowl, that's why you do it. You, you do it because you want to see guys have success. You want to, you want to help them get to, to achieve what they, what they want. You know, and one thing that Jeremy wanted to achieve was to, to make the 53, and he did that. But one thing you want to do for Jeremy is you want him to be able to play out on the field and, and, and have success, and that's what he did. And, and then you want to be able to have success as a team. And we've had some early on when we first got here winning the division, you know, in, in 2020, and he was part of that. So all those things were great, you know, and, and I don't know if everybody knows the story, but, you know, he's a guy that was undrafted, gets cut from his original team. The, the, the Washington team picks him up, has him on practice squad. I come in, and he has a great camp, but he doesn't make the team. And so I said, listen, we want to put you on practice squad, and I promise you this. If we get down to it, I will activate you. So what happens was during the season, we lose two, two safeties, and so I, you know, I bring him in, and, and we activate him, put him on the 53. And he says to me, oh, I thought you were going to bring one of your other guys in. I said, no, Jeremy, I gave you my word. I was going to stick to my word. And he looked at me and says, well, I appreciate that. So, and he goes out and he plays, plays well. Well, the next year, again, he gets cut, but we put him on the practice squad, and I tell him the same thing. I said, you, you know, again, when we have to, I'm going to activate you, and you'll be one of our guys. Sure enough, he ends up playing for us, and, and we activated him. And the unfortunate thing happened was his mother passes uh, suddenly and unexpectedly. And, and, and so when I bring him in to tell him, hey, look, you're, 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 you know, you're, the, you're the Pro Bowl special teams player, um, I knew it would be a huge thing for him, but I also knew it was going to be tough because – you know, he's, he's the youngest son, uh, and, and just, you know, his mom wasn't there to share that moment. That's why I told him, I said, I knew she would be proud, though, I promise you that. Um, and that was a really cool moment. It really was. Yeah, I mean, he played really well last year. Yes. He was on um, our all-pro team yes. for, for the special yes. team stuff as well. And, and that's really kind of cool because, you know, it's accumulation 
of everything coming together all at once. And that's a young man who, who, who wanted to live his dream, who competed, never quit, and did the things the right way. And he's a young man that you know, we most certainly want to have as part of our football team going forward. I know the offseason is still kind of young right now, but you know, with you going through the process of, of hiring EB to be the offense coordinator, then like you mentioned, like Sam obviously being the guy for now going into the offseason, I'm curious what that process is like going through an offseason where <laughs> You do have a quarterback available, yep. but like you said, like you know, if you can bring other people in for competition or yep. things like that, you, you'll probably do so. Was Sam somebody that you talked about with EB when you were going through yes. the interview process? And then what is kind of you guys' thought process towards potential additions the rest of the way? What I did was I talked to every one of our coordinator candidates about him specifically. Okay. Just so everybody knew how we saw him, how we feel about him, and that we think he has the opportunity, the chance, and the ability to uh, to, to be the starting quarterback. But we weren't giving him anything. And so one of the things we talked about, too, was once we've done that, we've got to make sure we go out and find competition, veteran competition, guys that's going to come in and compete and push him, and maybe, who knows, maybe win the job, but at the same time, be there to compete. And if he doesn't get it, we got to believe this guy uh, enough is going to go out and then what he's going to do is he's going to accept you know the, the situation that he is the backup, and and that's what you're going to have to do now. Again, I, I'm not precluding this guy the opportunity if he does come in, whether it be Taylor or somebody else, that they can win that job. Did any of those candidates have strong takes on Sam Howell? Because yes. we're talking about really small sample size guy. You know, college was a very sort of unusual offense. What was some but, of the stuff you heard? But what I would have liked to have seen is is how you guys felt about him if he had come out the year before. Right. He was See, our number one quarterback correct. that time. He's, thank you. And that's that's one of the things that we fall back on, not just myself and, and our staff, but our scouting department. Because when you go back and you look at the reports that were written about him uh, coming out of the 2021 uh, season, or excuse me, 2020 season, you would say, dang, dude, could have been a first-round pick if he'd come out early. Yeah. So we looked at that, and we took that into consideration. And so when we went into the draft last year, you know, we're sitting there looking at all these numbers, all these things about him. We kept saying, well, there's no way he's going to be there in the third round. Well, we go through and we fill our first three needs with our first three draft picks, and we felt very good about those guys. We get into fourth, fourth round, and we had made a move, and we got an extra pick, and we're sitting there going, Ah, but we really like Percy, so we drafted him. And now we're sitting there and we're going in the fifth round, and who's sitting there with the first pick in the fifth round but Sam? And so that's why we jumped on it, because we really truly believe that is a value pick. And so we pulled the trigger. What do you want to see from Chase Young this upcoming season? I want to see that confidence back in his leg. I mean, you know, he struggled getting through it, got himself in the position, and, and really was tentative until the last – until we played Dallas – he really was kind of attentive, but he kind of just cut it loose, and you started to see that flare back. And that's what you want because the dude's a natural leader. Uh, he brings energy to your defense and what you do and to your team. So I, I want to see that young man that, that, that came in as a rookie and just played ball hard um, and, and didn't think, just reacted and, and played the game that he's capable of. You, uh, you talked a little bit about veteran options potentially coming in at quarterback. It feels like Washington has been really unlucky with the veteran quarterbacks that they've tried to, to put in there the last couple of years, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, who'd had a few years of you know pretty good play up until then, mm -hmm. gets hurt almost immediately. Carson Wentz gets hurt, doesn't quite work out. Taylor Heineke showed that he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tom Brady in a, in a playoff game. And, uh, you know, that, or sorry, and, and, and that doesn't quite work right. out. Well, and then, and then Alex Smith, right, probably Alex being, Smith. being, you know, one of the most tragic ones, because here's a guy that's at the peak of his career, you know, gets a chance to come in here, 
They got a winning record. They're going for it. And he, unfortunately, he has that, right. that catastrophic injury to his leg. And, and here's a guy that when we did give him the opportunity to come out and help us, and, and he did. He played well, gave us a chance to, to get into playoffs and got us into the playoffs. You know, but yet that leg was what it is. And it's so unfortunate. Yeah, we've had some tough times. And we'd like to hope and think that, you know, here's a blue-collar kid. He's got the ability. If we can keep him healthy, keep him upright, protect him, which we know is one of our priorities, he can get the ball, we believe, spread and distributed. But does that history make you guys, does it change the, the thought process where we've been burned by this type of thing so many times before? We're going to go and look in a different direction. We're going to do something different because mm -hmm. this should have worked and didn't. So let's, let's adjust. Well, the hard part, though, is this is about injury more so than it was about just not being good enough. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You want guys that can come in and stay healthy. And that's what we hope for. Because, again, this was about guys that, that did get hurt. Um, you know, they draft RG3, who, who's looking like he's going to have a tremendous career, and all of a sudden he gets hurt. And, and, and you just it, – it, it, it sets a franchise back when your, 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 your number one pick, your quarterback, gets hurt like that. It, it, it did. It set us back, and it's, it's something we've had to work from and, and work up. Uh, out from the, the, the muck, and, and now we're in position, I think, that we got our head above water. Now if we can sustain it, if we can put the people around him to protect him, I think our quarterback has a chance. Well, we're excited about a lot of things. We're excited about the enemy's era with you guys. We're excited to see what we see from Sam Howe. We're excited to give you the numbers that will hopefully help you guys as well in the offseason. So, Ron Rivera, appreciate you joining us. That was a shameless plug for numbers. <laughs> No, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Always good to be with you.